Welcome back to another edition of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. On this show today, you'll hear from Donovan Carter from Ballers, as well as a tape interview we did with Bozzy as well. But before we do that, mm-hmm. how you feeling, Danny? Feeling pretty good, man. There's been an addition. How, how or, are you uh, feeling? I'm all right. Okay. I'm all right. But I'm concerned. I, I want to know how it's been for you. I know there's been some news in regards to your pet uh, oh, family of pet recently. Household. My pet, pet household has okay. changed. It has changed. Um, still have my two dogs. They're doing great. Um, my snakes did not make it across the border when I left. They had to stay back and wait till they got paperwork to get cleared to come to the States. During that time, they've been there for about two months now. During that time, I did lose one. Mm. And I didn't say we lost, not like she's roaming the streets or anything. Uh, she passed away. I guess she had intestinal something, stomach. Uh, and I've had her for a long time, actually. I've had her for about 12, 11, 12 years. She, I got her in my 2008, so yeah, about, about 12 years Plus now. Plus when you had her since college. I had her since college, so over mm. about 11 years. She's probably about 12 years old. And they lived about 20, 30 years, depending on. Mm. Um, so she didn't make it. She hasn't made it. And this little one is still there. But, um, yep, Jade. I lost Jade. She passed away. And we had a good, we had a good run. We had a good stretch. I didn't know how to feel about it because it's different. It's not like a dog. Yeah. I didn't interact with every day. It wasn't like a lovey-dovey thing. Um, but, you know, we had some good times. She's been through a lot. For the audience at home, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your connection to pets uh, stems from your relationship with your grandmother. Is that true? Uh, yes, animals. Member? She welcomed all animals. My, my connection in relation to animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, my connection in relation to snakes was my uncle. He had owned snakes when he was younger, and I think he may still have some. I don't know, but that was where, not the fascination, but that's where the interest came. Mm-hmm. Um, when he had snakes, I watched him and how he operated with them when I was younger. Uh, so, yes. And then... Because of the schedule and everything, you're not able to get mammals when you're a single guy in college and stuff like that. It's easier to take care of reptiles. The most interesting reptile to me was the snake. So I got one and I've had her for 11, 12 years, almost 12 years, and she just now passed. Do you have intentions of getting a new snake? I don't know. I have this big-ass tank in my house now I'm <laughs> yes. trying to get rid of. And so I still have the little guy. And um, I, did go to, I got her from PetSmart, so I looked at PetSmart to see if they had any Colombian red cell boas, but they don't. Mm. Um, so maybe if I do come across one, I don't, you never know. I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll revisit that. Yes. But you did get some good news, you being of the North Carolina Tar Heel Blue. Yes. Um, we always get good news as, as Tar Heels most of the time. Yeah. Uh, even though Amjad would like to let you know that Ohio State beat UNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, I had no idea who that was when um, it happened. I didn't watch, I didn't see, I didn't get a chance to see the highlights. I think I was either in a game and on the plane, and my dad texted me, you know, Duke lost. And I'm like, to who? You know, they didn't play anybody yet. And then he was like, Steven something Austin. I'm just like, what? I'm like, wait, what are you talking about right now? Like, are you giving me names for tickets? Who, who the hell is that? You know, who <laughs> Stephen F. Austin is? And then he has to, because he's narcoleptic, he'll fall asleep after texting you. Yeah. And I won't hear back from until like 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning. He'll wake up and text me again. Oh, it's a school out of... I'm like, yeah, I, I got that now. I see the highlights. I, I see. Yeah. I had no idea who they were, but it was kind of crazy. You know, go show you anything that happened at any given moment in a game of basketball. That's what makes it so exciting. When you see bad news regarding Duke, does it just take you back to that Greg Paulus dunk? No, it doesn't necessarily take me back to that exact moment, no. Mm-hmm. 
And when I think about my moments at Duke, yes, I think about that moment and many other moments. But when I think of Duke losing, um, I just think about all the, the shit talkers, you know, from that, that side of the, the blue, that shade of blue. Everybody likes to talk about our school and how bad we are and we're not doing. So, you know, it's just another reason for us to, you know, talk a little trash uh, back at them. You know, it always goes back and forth. But end of the day, we, we know those guys we respect, especially after leaving and being in the league. Um, the AC guys, anytime we see any of them, we show a lot of love and respect. And, um, you know, there's still some type of relationship or bond, even though during our college years we do dislike them very much. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, you know, we've got a lot of Duke guys around me. Uh, obviously, QC is now Quinn Cook is one of them, but we have some guys on staff. And even in San Antonio, you know, we had Chip England. We had a couple guys that were there throughout the, the, the years that came from Duke. So you recently played the Pelicans. Yes. And I know you have this routine where you shake everybody's hand before the game. Yes. All the coaches, all the players. Mm-hmm. Even the referees? Yes. Even though? Sometimes it's tough. <laughs> the, the referee part is tough sometimes, depending on who it is. Mm -hmm. But I like to start off the game with a fresh, clean slate with everybody and try to, you know. Uh, it's the thing I learned over us that in Europe uh, when I was playing during the lockout and they, they shook everybody's hands, the referee. So I make sure I shake the other team's hand, say what's up, shake the referee's hand, wish them happy holidays, whatever it may be. Just, you know, check the ball out. But, you know, some, some make it hard to want to reach out and shake their hands. Is Okay, and I, I asked you this before, and I know you're not going to say it, so mm -hmm. I know you don't have one. Right. I asked Danny what player he dislikes the most in the NBA, and he said no, um, which is unfortunate. You yeah. don't have one. No. You, okay. you, know, you know me very well. Can you, say, can you say that the Pelicans are your least favorite team because they have so many Dukies from the front office to the roster? I actually didn't recognize that until we played them. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say they're my least favorite team. They're one of the least favorite teams because, you know, obviously AD was there and we wanted to beat them. Oh. Um, any team that's a former team of anybody on our team mm -hmm. that we play against, we dislike. Uh, but I, I said I, I'm more of a... Like this, the sight of J.J. Redick not upset I, I said, you? Mind you, I said I respect J.J. very much, man, throughout the years. I know years. you do. Uh, we've had some tough battles. He's a great player. And um, even though he's from Duke and we played against he was a senior when I was a freshman. But throughout so many years, I said, those guys that come from that, said, there's, a, there's a special type of relationship, weird bond relationship that we have with them. Um, once you leave school, mm -hmm. and I mean, even when we play, it's competitive. We still want to beat, beat each other and win. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan favorite of the Dukies on, on one organization so much. But I said that... And it's not like, there's certain players that I dislike. It's not that I dislike the players. Some players' games I dislike or their actions. Okay. Certain guys that like to flop or that like to, you know, try to bait the ref and to give them this or get them calls. You, those are the things you dislike the most. Or, you know, guys that are, you know, chippy or dirty players. Mm -hmm. you know, guys that talk trash for no reason when they're not that good to talk trash. So those are the guys that we kind of point out and... DeMarcus is great at attacking them. So we got, that's what we got DeMarcus on the sideline for. He's going to be on the sideline, find out who it is on the floor that he can go after mm -hmm. that he dislikes or that we dislike, and then try and get in their head. Okay. We got to talk to DeMarcus about that. Oh, we do. Point, we do. For sure. Um, we'll be right back with more Inside Green Room with Donovan Carter. But before that, mm -hmm. there's a pre-interviewed, uh, pre-scheduled, pre-recorded rather yet. Okay, there you go. Fumbling the words a little. Pre-scheduled, pre-recorded, pre-interview. All the same thing. Here you go. Read, rate, subscribe, <laughs> review. <laughs> Pre-recorded interview with Bozzy. 
Uh, hope you enjoy it, and then we'll have Donovan Carter right after. More Inside Agreement on the way. Hello, welcome back to Inside the Green Room with Danny Green, two-time champion. What's up, what is it? And we have a special guest on the show today. Of course, of course. rolled up here. Five-time champion. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Five times. And you rolled up in a better style than Danny usually does. Of course, he's an artist, that. man. You know, you know what I'm saying? I had to come fresh for Danny. Artists are stylish, bro. Athletes you know are just... Dog. Very simple. The style's on the height. I walked up, I was like, yo, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So he rolled up in, you know what Danny drives, right? What do you drive? A uh, Chevy Equinox. Really? <laughs> As of right now, yes. That's crazy fresh. I, I, and, I, it's, and it's green, so yeah. Wow. It is, Equinox put great miles to the gallon, huh? <laughs> exactly why I got it. And the traffic here, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's comfy. It's a comfy ride. It's SUV. Yeah. It's got space. Work. Um, it's efficient. Fuel efficient. Right. Okay. Right, let's trade. For sure. When you need to wrap that thing, you anytime, got a V12 in there, huh? Anytime you want, man. <laughs> we, got some, we got some juice in there. No, I saw the deal. You don't need to trade with me. It's all good. <laughs> um, at what age did you start uh, doing music? Um, man, I think I always had a, an act for it. I think some things are, are just kind of born in people. You know, you mm -hmm. just fall in love with things at a young age, and you have this, this drive for it. I think at like three and two, I was grabbing like a hair comb, dancing to Ricky Martin. So since you can Actually, remember basically. Since I can remember anything. Um, and your parents were cool with it? They were. Yeah, man. So my dad actually, he got me my first guitar when I was six. It's an Arabic guitar. He got it from Lebanon. It's called an oud. Mm -hmm. um, and I played that thing every day. And it's crazy. I always, I always talk about this. It's like for you, it's ball. For me, it's music. When you're a kid, you, you plant the seed. You have this aspiration. I really always believe when you're young, you pretty much know what you should do. And then your parents, it's funny you say that, are the ones that can crush it and mm -hmm. handle the sunlight from letting that plant ever grow. Did they, did they ever, like, when did they notice you were starting to take it serious? And did they ever try to stop you to do, try to do something else? Like, hey, maybe you should be nah, a doctor? Or... Honestly, like, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I, growing up, my, my parents weren't around too much, you know, just like any family growing up. Like, money's tough. People have to work. So I had a lot of freedom to kind of do what I want. And I gained an independence and had a personal opinion at a pretty young age. Okay. But uh, my dad was, has always been crazy supportive uh, he took me out to breakfast one day when I was like eight and was like, yo, like, I had this dream about you. You sold out Madison Square Garden. Huh. You brought me out. And like, I'm like, bro, you're crazy. I'm eight. Like, what do you mean <laughs> had that dream? Like, yeah. But uh, he saw that for me and uh, he knew I loved it. He felt I loved it and, you know, always pushed me towards it. So. That's dope. That's my that, boy. That's great because, Danny, I know your dad was a big influence in how you've gotten to where sure. you are. It's a same similar thing. Uh, I picked the ball around two or three years old. I started playing locally, like five years old. And he was a big fan of the game. He loved the game. And he coached me. So yeah. I became a fan of the game and loved the game. So I watched, obviously, back then in the 90s, you know, Michael Jordan, obviously, the yeah. Bulls and stuff like that. And then later on, you know, different players and different teams and trying to get better. And everybody compares this. A lot of New York guys compare this situation. Like, he got game. You know, where they see Denzel pushing, you know, um, Jesus in the in the park, um, it's kind of similar to that. Like a lot of parents, a lot of kids grew, grew up that way and gone mm. through that. I was lucky enough to have a dad to, to do that. A mm. lot of guys didn't have it. Sometimes they had their mom and they do it on their own, but you know, my dad was a big influence on, on my career. Yes, sir. Do you use, uh, I know you're a Lakers fan, do you use any inspiration behind your basketball fandom? And, Man, and to be music? honest, I'm, I have to say that right now at this point in my life, I'm more inspired by basketball than I am by artists and when I create music. I think that, 
music right now feels a little bit stale to me. I feel like people aren't innovating. Um, it's lost a lot of what makes music music. Art is supposed to challenge you, and make you mm. think, and make you better. I think it's just become a, crash, a cash grab for a lot of people. Um, so personally, I'm looking back to getting back to the craft and building towards that. But I mean, basketball in every sense inspires me because I'm a performer, you know? I'm expected to show up and give people a show just like these <coughs> guys are every single night. I'm expected to improve my craft and focus on myself and be the best version of myself. And Is there any other sports that you watch or look at and, and think like, oh, or that inspires you yeah. for one or two or take different things from it that you think you could add to your act yeah. or your performance? Honestly, and I, I'd honestly only say ball. And I'll yeah. say it because it's the only sport that shares such a similar spotlight to music. Like, for instance, football, you got 22 people on the field at any given time. So it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then ball, you got five people. It's well lit. You see everybody's faces. There's a swag to it. There's a finesse to it. There's a fluidity to it that isn't in other sports. I think it's it's 95% being a great athlete and, and pushing barriers and having ball IQ, but it's also 5% being a star. Like People feel that. They feel that energy. You feel those tickets because there's stars in the building. So um, yeah, I think ball more than anything I, f I feel like I can relate okay. to as an artist. Okay. Going back to the point that you made earlier about music being fresh, Danny and I were actually in the car not too long ago and he turned on a song and I said, who's this? <laughs> and it kept on, and we had this conversation just about the, the stage of music right now where it feels like you keep on, one guy has a nice chorus or a yeah. hook, you listen to that guy, you don't know him any longer. And yeah. so I listened to some, I was listening to some of your music and it just felt like your whole vibe is just different from, from that. You, What's the importance you. that you placed on having a different niche in yeah. this music game? 100%, man. I mean, just like you said, growing up, you know, inspirations being MJ and people who mastered a craft. When I was younger, I was fans of Prince and Guns N' Roses and um, the list goes on and on. But selectively, a group of people that really loved it. You know, Michael Jackson, people who really loved the craft, who really cared about it, who cared about making something that made people feel something. Um, so I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired by this. Uh, there's such an ego in music now. Music isn't supposed to feel like stand in the corner of a club, and <laughs> bob your head so, you, you know, you could hide who you really are. I think music should be fun. You should really feel it and enjoy yourself. And I feel like we lost that. So some people are doing it, but I, I want to try and bring back some of that flavor to music for okay. sure. Sir. Get some expressiveness out there, right? There you so go. Feel free to dance free. So, your most popular, one of your most popular songs, mine. Tell us the process behind creating, making that in the studio. Did you know right away when you made it what it was going to be, or did you see a vision for it? Yeah. Take us through that. Um, honestly, most of my music is is pretty specific. A lot of artists will go to the studio and just make records. I I never so I won't go to the studio for four weeks at a time if I don't have a vibe or an idea I want to go lay down and put down. Mm -hmm. um, so with most of my music, I feel pretty special about it initially because when that inspiration hits, it's it's random. It's like I feel like I'm almost a vessel pulling from some other place. And when it hits, I get excited. And that was mine. I was uh, with some friends two summers ago and uh, the melody just hit my head start voice noting it, start getting excited about it. And it's interesting, I can listen back to the voice note when I first do it and I can hear all the production around it. Mm. Um, so the next day I went to the studio. Um, once again, it's specific when we go, we finished the whole record in nine hours, it was done. Wow. So you need some type of experiences or some visuals to kind of aid yeah. the songwriting yeah. process. Well, it's interesting, it's never even, it, it, it's an experience. It's always random though. I'll be inspired by like something somebody said to me. Like it could be a sentence and it's like, that's the hook or it could be a feeling that I'm trying to portray, or it could be a pair of chords that make me 
that bring that, that side out of myself. It's always pretty random. So what if I gave you a compilation of Danny Green three-pointers, maybe a couple blocks, yeah. maybe a game-winning, playoff game-winning so three-pointer, something like that. I'm speaking into, some like, yeah, I'm like speaking into existence. <laughs> what kind of inspiration could you get from a Lakers championship? Yeah. Oh, man, we're going crazy this year when we win. You know what I'm saying? Mark Moore's not playing. I'm not, I'm not going to put that out there. But, uh, hey, you got to speak into existence. Yeah, you yes, know. sir. We did it last believe. year. Yes, sir. Speak into existence. That's a fact. That's a fact. But... Uh, Man, it's so inspiring. I mean, these guys are bringing back a flavor to basketball that people haven't seen in a long time. It's a likable team that has superstars on it. It's rare because, you know, usually those guys are the villains, but people want to see this team win. People see the chemistry. They see the uh, the unity in the team. I really believe that. So it'd be great. Let's get a dub this year. Yeah. Sir. I'm all for it, bro. Trust me. Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, you guys get number three. That would be nice. That would yeah. be nice. I hear you play uh, video games. Yes, sir. In downtime, you play yes, some 2K. Yes, sir. Danny's green. Dan, does Danny never gets the green release? Have oh, you, really? He, Wait, what's I've it? tried playing with him. He'd never like just the perfect release. The for perfect the release. It's so uh, hard with him. So Maybe it's my controller. No, it's I'm difficult. Not. You gotta. That's why you can't. You can't look at the bar, the shooting bar. You have to look at the top of the release where the hands are. You yeah, like, oh, I gotta yeah, get a bigger good. TV to see. Yeah. It so wait, <laughs> born and raised where? Detroit. Your favorite teams are. I'm definitely a Pistons fan. Being okay. a Detroit fan is very tough. I'm excited this year when we get Blake Griffin back. It'll be tight. Derrick Rose balling out. Andre yes. Drummond obviously balling out. Um, but Detroit, being a Detroit sports fan is tough, you know. Growing up being a Lions fan, you get it. It's, it's not easy over there. Um, but I'm, I really am a Lakers fan, man. I, I, I like the young squad that they put together, I think, four or five years ago. Um, and I've just kind of fell in love with the franchise, you know. As soon as I moved here, I got into basketball, too, so... It kind of went hand in hand, so I like the squad. I got homies on the team, so. Okay. So when you play 2K, you play the Lakers or? Pistons? I play the Lakers. Yeah. Okay. Do you play online? No, I don't play online. Okay. I, I play against my friends. Yeah. Because I'm actually not that. I'm not like a skillfully good guy. I'm just okay. a really good shit talker. So, okay. so you do. <laughs> so you talk some shit on. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I push you and shit. Like, yeah. Real okay. unfair, but I win. That's all okay. that counts. Hey, that's yeah. all. But that, not online. You don't talk on no trash online. Nah. Okay, nah. nah. That's gotta. I feel like that'd be. I don't play online. But yeah. I feel like that would be the fun part of playing yeah. online. When I was like 10, Call of Duty, you go crazy on this. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine you getting online just like letting off. Oh, man. Getting on 2K, heads, that'd man. be so for you. You're in yeah. the game. Yeah. Like, getting people's I, heads. Yeah. yeah. You get to be a different person when you're online. People can't yeah. really see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a good and a bad way. Yeah. That's a whole different discussion right yeah. there. It's crazy. So Danny gets to play with LeBron James every game. You know, one of the best in the sport. Mm -hmm. One of the best athletes in the history of any sport mm -hmm. in general. Uh, when you've got, is there somebody you've gotten in the studio with that has just floored you with either their preparation, mm. their skill, their ability? Definitely. Uh, this past summer, I toured with Justin Timberlake. Um, and growing up, he was a huge influence, but uh, you don't really get to understand it and, and breed it until you see it and you practice with it. You travel with it every day. You talk to him, like, just like you get to, you know. That's dope, man. Um, and it was, it was crazy. I mean, I'd never seen that level of professionalism. And, and once again, I feel like everything comes back down to a specificness that you either have in the sport or you have in music. It's knowing your role. And something as simple as him, like, performing the first 10 minutes looking this way and then when he looks to the right, the whole right side of the arena erupts because that eye contact is specific. It's planned. It's on purpose. Um, oh. Yeah, so, Ooh, I mean, yeah. it's details. I mean, there's an art to it, man. And, uh, I mean, getting to hang with him, he's such a kind guy and, uh, you know, makes you want to 
live like that and be like that and have that humility and you know and someone else one day when I'm in his seat to help somebody else like he did for me so so yeah so who would be you've worked with him and actually had to be who was the person that you haven't got a chance to work with or be around that you would love like who's your yeah your whale um it's tough man I, I probably say I'd say J. Cole less okay. for the making song mm-hmm I don't even know if we'd make music. I just really like to sit down with him and play music back and forth between each other. Because I think what I'm doing right now is very different than what he's doing. But mm-hmm. I think the same way how we can find common ground between our crafts, same mm-hmm. with like me and him. And I think he's really smart, interesting, and I like his perspective and his wordplay. So, yeah, Cole's definitely up there. So, and I, Danny, you've had great performances in your career. I've had a couple. But you've also had some bad ones. Oh, yeah, I've had more than a few. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, Fazi, do you have a, a memory of a performance that didn't go so well? Oh, man. Yeah, where was it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This was so terrible. <coughs> we bigged um, you up during the beginning of the show. Is it like one of your first performances? Or like- no, I, my first performance were a little bit, little bit easier. Uh, I had this, I did this show a couple, maybe like eight months ago, six months ago. Uh, Jay-Z had this, this uh, prison reform charity concert in Brooklyn, his home, you know, okay. and had hand-selected all these artists, like a beautiful lineup. Um, but it was real quick. Everyone was doing like five-minute sets, so they throw me out there, uh, and like my, my ears weren't working, so I can't hear the click, and I also can't hear my singing because when you're in an arena, you have to wear in-ears because the echo is too bad and mm-hmm. throw you off time. So I got nothing in my ears, so I'm basically I'm singing off-key. People in the, like I come out, people are hyped. And then I start because I'm not rapping. I'm I'm singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I could just like jump around. Like I gotta <laughs> yeah, vocally yeah. perform. So people come out, they're hype, and then I start going. I was like, like looking at it was the most awkward five minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah, I walked off stage upset. But uh, we but made you got it out, through it. So. But you didn't you didn't yeah. get booed off stage like didn't Drake get did. booed. Ah, crazy, crazy. Wait, where was this? At? This was in was this at the Flaw Giants? No, no f- wait, mine or yeah. Drake's? This was at uh, the Net Stadium in Brooklyn. Barclays, okay, Barclays, Barclays. yeah. Arena, okay, sorry. So it wasn't at the football. Yeah. Did you open up for, for Jay at all? Uh, no, that? I did. I, so I, I came out with DJ Khaled at, uh, at their Brooklyn show with Beyonce and Jay on tour, yeah. I think I was at that one. Yeah, yeah. I think I was yeah. at that one. Yes, sir. So before we... Before, before That's we when everybody was like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who the fuck is <laughs> And he killed it. They're like, oh, that's him. Hey, you know, I couldn't put a, sir, a face sir. to the mm-hmm. name. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Bounce back. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you know, but Danny, from time to time, likes to sing. He's very Word. into music. Let I like music. Run. I mean, okay. I feel like it goes hand in hand, the culture, yes. Yeah, hell yeah. So sure. whenever you can get Danny in the studio, if you want to give I'm, him a guest feature. Let's go. I'm not a singer. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a rapper. Anybody could do but that. But I know one thing straight. that I, I recently just got a studio with Boy Wonder, Word. and uh, he showed me how he was making some beats. It was pretty dope. Mm. Oh, I, so you gonna start making beats? I think that's beats? something that I could get into doing mm. is to making some beats. Man, I think that What's, you gotta like. For me, I, I play basketball four times a week. Oh, I make damn. I make music really? every day, like uh, seven or eight hours a day. I'm in the studio, but I play basketball four times. I love it. I love it. Mm. I think in life you gotta find things that have no material return you just do for fun otherwise it's like everything feels so outside of yourself so he's more in shape more than you man you were considered my jumper's crazy <laughs> my jumper's I'm, insane i'm retired yeah, he's <laughs> popping it's over for him <laughs> so if you could go back and do it all over again what would you do differently i don't think anything 
I don't think, I think life is very, very random. And There wasn't any like along the road, I mean obviously mistakes help you because yeah. of who you are, but there's anything that you probably get to handle differently or done differently where you think you got here faster, better, yeah. or more efficiently? No, I, I really don't think so because I think that, I think character is such a big part of being an artist, being able to speak to people and connect with people and relate with people. I think a lot of the tragedy in my life is what makes me a balanced person, what uh, gives me perspective to talk to people, and, and it's why people understand me and connect with my music. So I think all of it, man, even the weird, cringy phases and the weird high school days, like, it all just built me. So, yeah, I keep the same. What about you? Um, He's like, I would have never no, taken that jumper last week. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I mean, the, so the process, you got to enjoy it. You got to love it and embrace it. And it's made me who I am today, and, and I'm grateful. Obviously, I wouldn't have liked a, a tougher road. I probably could have made certain things easier for myself, but I wouldn't change it at all. Um, there's sure. nothing that I regret. Um, Bill's character. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. 100%. Sure. Bozzy, anything you want to tell our listeners or our viewers about before we, before yeah, we take off? Anything coming up? Any yeah. uh, upcoming projects? Honestly, I'm actually kind of in hiding right now. Um, <coughs> but you came yeah, out we're for building, us. Yeah, I Thank came you. out for you, man. I, I got a lot of that, respect dog. for you, so I, I pulled that. up on you. But... Uh, yeah, man, we're in hiding. We're we're building something really special right now, and uh, not taking shows, and I'm just staying low key because, once again, talking about the music that feels so fast and quickly consumed, I'm trying to make something a very very high product and exquisite taste. So it takes time, and I'm crafting something really special. So, uh, you guys will hear about it soon for sure. Ah, man, I can't for wait. Sure. I can't wait. Yeah, as you know, as I as I mentioned earlier, Danny and I were talking about music the other day, and. Your, your music is something that we could definitely listen to, yes, not sir. just sure. in the gym or the club. We can vibe we'll out to it, man. Thank you, boys. I yeah, appreciate it. Sure. Respect. We Wifey appreciate loves it. it too. Yeah, Wifey loves it. Yes, sir. And we're going to gonna need a theme music at some point, too. I got too. you. I got oh, you. I know it's a little drawing here. We'll fix it. I got, got you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming in. Yeah, I'll man, be, we'll we'll be right back with more Inside the Green Room. Welcome back to more Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. Uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Bozzy, but now you guys know him. If you don't, you should. You should have watched Ballers. Donovan Carter joins us on the set, otherwise known as Vernon Littlefield. Sir, yes, sir. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, appreciate <coughs> and, y'all, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming out, man, for and, real. Man, a lot man. of love. And before you leave, we'll ask you to give Danny some acting lessons. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen one of his recent commercials. You he got him. it. He good. Come on, man. My commercials are <laughs> decent. natural. No, we keep, it, we keep it real here. I could <laughs> use some lessons, but I'm solid. I'm solid. <laughs> I might need to get into that field one day man, at some point. You should, man. It's a blessing. Yeah? Enjoying yeah. it? Yeah, I love it, man. It just, it don't feel like work, you know? Okay. Like, I think that's what I was, I used to play ball, football, so I think that was my biggest thing. Like, my, finding my next thing was mm-hmm. something that I enjoy to do where I wake up, and if I get paid or I don't, I still have the same passion. I feel like it's a lot of hours, though. Like, it's a lot of sitting, waiting. It is, it is, but... And a lot of retakes. A lot, man, okay. a lot. Because I think I'm used to, like, you know, you get in, you get out for most stuff. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah, it's a lot. You know, a lot of just sitting, waiting, being patient. But it was dope with ballers. Like, everybody was cool, so it's like... You ha- you know, it's like hanging out with your just kicking with your friends, time. kicking okay. it like in a locker room or mm-hmm. you know traveling. So that that makes the time go by fast. I think that would make that probably makes it easier fun um, when you're able to still be on a set or something similar to athletic, 
you're still kind of in a locker room kind of sort of thing. Exactly. You're sharing yeah. that space. Exactly. Um, I watch a lot of movies. I'm a big movie buff myself and TV series. I have watched balls. I have not fully caught up yet. I still have to catch up on the newest I appreciate it. Seasons. Thank you, man. Um, it is dope. I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun um, to watch. It's entertaining. Um, so being a big movie watcher, I find myself critiquing and analyzing more than anything. As right. an actor now, how do you watch... How do you consider, like, do you watch, do you see movies differently now? How do you watch movies? A little bit, like, I think I still watch it to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think now I just pay attention more to, like, the shots and the camera angles. So you notice, like, the lighting, you notice the Yeah, I think I pay attention, yeah, okay. to that stuff. And, you know, certain angles, I'm like, wow, like, that's, like, a different point of view than, um, you know, than what you normally go mm -hmm. through. Because I feel like a lot of times when you watch, when I watch TV, I watch movies, I just get locked in and I forget, you know, it's, 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 it's not real. But it just seems like I'm I'm in it, mm -hmm. and then sometimes like yeah, when I see like a different angle or something, it kind of like I'm like man, that's cool. Like I I don't know, you know if that's the director. I think that you see the director. Mm -hmm. That's all you know. I'm still learning. So is that something you feel yourself want to get into as well, like the camera behind the camera work type stuff? I definitely want to get more behind the scenes <coughs> um, because I just like the fact that you. Um, I feel like with acting, you just an actor. Like nobody kind of listens to anything if you gotta mm -hmm. say so on a, on on a certain thing or idea. Uh -huh. I don't, th you know, they'll listen to you. But when you're directing, you're actually telling. Yeah, you're and, you just, the and you just in the loop. You're just a piece like, as an actor. When you're directing, like you're moving the pieces. Yeah, you're part of it, yeah. Okay. And I think, you know, you got a little say so. And I think I like that. I don't know if it's necessarily directing, maybe more producing. But I just, I, you know, we all have ideas, and mm -hmm. I would just like to have an idea and actually be heard okay. rather than, you know, people just be like, yeah. Telling yeah. you what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so. I'm sorry, am I taking No, no, over? this is all, this is okay, all okay, you, so I'm interested, man. This is a field that I'm interested <laughs> yeah, in. I like movies, man. It's, it's something I might want to do when, I'm, when, when, I, when it's all said and done. I might want to get into some type of role. So do you still, when you watch a movie, I would say so you look at it differently. Are you still learning? Are you still watching to learn from other people, other actors? Are you still taking classes and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I just I just left class right now. Okay. Like, I left class to come over here because, I mean, it's something that you constantly learn. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't go to, like, performing art school. I didn't study this my whole life. I've been uh, doing this for now five, going on six years. So I think it's always something that you can learn and pick up on things. But it's really just being yourself in any situation and, uh, and just bringing yourself to the role and just making it like you and unique. And there's something always unique about us. And just bringing that to every role and bring your point of view. And I think, Danny, you've had similar experiences in mm -hmm. life to Donovan mm -hmm. where the timing was right. So for you, from my understanding, you had you played football at UCLA. Yeah. You see yeah. the Bruin gear. Man, go Bruins, man. Force up, man. And then so you had an opportunity with the Raiders. Yeah. Got cut. Yeah. And so I remember Danny, you got cut from yes. the Cavs and the Spurs. Mm -hmm. And he was on the couch at the crib, chilling, yeah. not knowing what's next. So right. yeah, going back to that point, uh, did you want to ask this question? Or? Uh, I sh I'm pretty sure I was in the middle of a question. Go ahead, do you think? Well, you just interrupted. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. We like to we do that here. Sometimes. It's all good, man. Yeah. Communication. Yeah, yeah, right. But you know, for you, it's and, and Danny, it's interesting how you're able to take maybe a low, one of the lowest points in your career, and turn it into a win. Obviously, you getting to NBA titles, and for you being on this premiere show that everybody in our age group and, you know, I'm sure in a lot of different age groups watches, uh, can you take us back to that moment in time where you weren't sure what's next after the getting cut by the Raiders? Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, it sucked, man. It was just, it was a, it was a difficult time, but uh, I'm glad that I went through it because it just made me so grateful of today because I, I spent 
football. I started playing football when I was 10. Mm-hmm. I did that my whole life. And then once I got a, once I got a shot to the Raiders, once I got cut, it just, you know, all that was taken away. It's kind of like, you know, the love of your life, you know, breaking up with you or you propose and she says no. Mm-hmm. And it just crushes you because you like, this all I know. So, I mean, it took a minute for me to get off the couch and like figure it out. And then it was just, um, it was, it was, it, was, it was a haze, it was a task a little bit because I was trying to really get a job, but being an ex-student um, athlete, you know, I didn't have a resume, I didn't have any work experience, I didn't have any relationships. So it was just kind of tough to just find a job with, with, without that stuff. So I ultimately went back to my school at UCLA and just had to ask for help. And I think a lot of that is, is just throwing your pride aside. You know, we all need help out here, but it's just tough. Some people just are afraid to ask for help and kind of put themselves out there. So I, um, I asked them and then they, I didn't even say acting, I just was like, I'm just looking for anything because mm-hmm. I'm in California, you know, <laughs> gas is high, yeah. taxes, bills, I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm learning all this stuff too, being in the real world. So they gave me opportunity um, to audition for the show, they just got an email about ballers. And I just was on my phone one day, just got an email that popped up from my, from my school and just kind of just went for it. And I think that's the other thing is just taking risks. You know, even if um, if you don't have the most experience, so if it doesn't work out, I think you just got to just take that leap of faith because I just couldn't imagine, because I, I would have watched Ballers myself, and I couldn't even imagine watching the show and knowing I could have, I could have had an opportunity to mm-hmm. audition for the show, and I, and I said no because of, because of fear. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um, you're still a young guy. You're yeah. Still, how, how old do you now? I just turned 30, man. Okay. 30 this year. Yeah. Oh, Youngest man on the yeah, set. So, yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Still young. So I know it's hard to put down the love of your life like cold turkey. Right. Put down yeah. the ball and stop running. Um, so were there times where you still were like trying to jump back in to the football or other leagues, you know, like the XFL out there. I mean, it was it was it was different because I got done in 2012, mm-hmm. so there wasn't it was like it was like Canada, mm-hmm. it was and it was so NFL. there wasn't that many. So it wasn't too many opportunities. I mean, there was the arena league, but I think just sitting down and breaking down like how much you actually get paid and how much work goes into it, and just you know with your, the sacrifice of your body and all that stuff. Comparing contrasting to your, your, yeah. your craft now, it's a little yeah, but was, you still love the game. Yeah, I still love the game, man. And, it, and I had a, a lot of my friends, they got drafted. They was playing. And um, just seeing them go, you know, get on their teams and make the teams. I was, you know, I was happy for them. I had a little itch, but I just, I just was ready to move on. I don't okay. know. It just was like, because so, I always, always said I was going to give them my, the first year out. And if it didn't work, I just was going to figure it out, even though I didn't know what I wanted to do. But So cold turkey. Yeah. And then. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it was so. tough, man. And then, and it would, even with that, I wanted to keep playing, but just you know, training. You got to eat right. You got to you got to work work out. And I just I didn't have any money to do any of that, so <laughs> I had to like I had to just make a choice, get a job. Yeah, trust me, Donovan. I was coming on his heels for a basketball career too, <laughs> and then. I decided, you know, let me put, it, put my pride to the he, side. You went cold turkey very early. I, I, hey, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. And, then, and then, you know, you got to just take a step back. You see these dudes, man. I mean, I'm a big dude, but some of these dudes, they big, mm-hmm. they strong, and they fast. And I'm just like, you know what, like, let me let me just figure out something else. Do you still watch it a lot and, yeah. and watch your friends support and everything? Yeah, okay. I do. I'm not, like, I have some friends where they just bitter. They can't watch no mm. football. But, um, but no, nah, I still watch it. I still enjoy it. Like, I play Madden. Like, I mean, I... I had my, one of my friends, he told me, 
you know, you just gotta see where you gotta like see where I went to college. I got a scholarship. He's like, man, that's a blessing. Not everybody got a chance to do that. Word. So I had to look and see all the things I accomplished instead of the things that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And um, at a certain point, you know, everybody' career is gonna come to an end. So sure. mine just came at this point, and you know, you gotta you gotta figure out do something else. I mean, I, you're right. I think the, the timing for you is beautiful because, as you said, you didn't have too much acting experience. Exactly. So for a football role. To be available yeah. is everything, Man. it's almost everything. And then you get to work with The Rock, Man. who's a former collegiate football player at the University of Miami, yeah. who was acting with, in WWE, WWF at the time. Yes. So he, how was that relationship with him? And I'm sure he was more than helpful to help you as, you know, elevate your acting performance during different scenes. Man, it was a blessing, man. Like, the whole experience, man, God is good. Like, just for, like you said, just for me to, like, not want to play ball, you know, it's like, Danny, like, you didn't get to play basketball. Somebody tells you, I want you to play a basketball player in this movie. Yeah. And you like, shoot, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's different, but you like, I can do that. Yeah. And you got, and then everybody on set was like really cool. Like you said, Dwayne, man, like he was real cool, like real down to earth. And just to kind of see just how he handled himself. Cause at that time, you know, he was, a, he was where he's at now, you know, he's All definitely world, more yeah. popular, but just to see how humble he was, like, you know, he didn't make me feel like I was new at all. And actually, I think one time it was a take, and um, and it, it was I was my turn to talk, but I just got you know the, the lights was bright. I just got starstruck. Like this is crazy. Like I'm in Miami, Dwayne's right here, and I I actually had to like go to the side because I just I just couldn't nothing came to my mind. But he just talked to me. He's like, man, like look, we believe in you. Like you're here for a reason. So just do, you know do do what you got to do. And I think that was really reassuring to me because he could have been like. This dude's terrible. Yeah, He's awful. Yeah. Why do we hire him? But yeah. you know, he. But I think going like you said, his process. He was an athlete and. He he's this he's a big time actor now, so he understood you know. the process of what he went through that you're exactly. going through right now. So just... and he understood where I was probably going through because it's you know it's a mm-hmm. lot it's a lot, but uh, I was appreciative of that and it made me just you know step out of it. It was just like your coach talking to you on the side like, man, get your stuff together. Like, mm-hmm. what was the best advice he's given you? Best advice, um. Man, just just be just be yourself. Like, like he's like I said, um, you know, we hired you for a reason. Just be you, mm-hmm. and and for him to believe in me more than I believe in myself, like that's all I needed. And then it was times where, like I didn't I didn't go to I didn't go to acting class. I didn't train as much then, so I would go on set, you know, just to watch. And he was like, man, just keep doing that. Keep going on set. Mm-hmm. Keep being around the process. Keep studying. And just keep learning. Yeah, just keep learning. As you and and a lot of times I would learn watching him and watching other people because you know we all not perfect and i think when i was getting into acting i thought everything has to be perfect like i didn't even know there was multiple takes <laughs> i didn't know that you could mess up on a line <coughs> i don't know there was like a script there's a person there to help mm-hmm. you so just to see him make a mistake but it's just how he handled it after he made his mistake and we had other actors as well they would make mistakes they would mess up on lines but they just don't get rattled mm-hmm. you know i'm pretty sure you see people mm-hmm. that you work with you know we all make mistakes we've, but we've, guys it's a, misplaced it's a, a lot jump of times a lot of plays guys but, forget you know, to don't run the lane don't, don't run the lane for a layup uh, you exactly get called out by lebron and all that man uh, you know happens. it happens man but you just gotta just i mean my coach we said one snap and clear like when i was at ucla like mm-hmm. Once the play is over, you got to move on. Mm-hmm. And, every, and same thing with takes. You know, once the take is over, you might have had the best take in the world. Now you got to do it again. And, yeah, they might, <laughs> they might not even use that take. They yeah. might use something the one you thought it was better. They might, oh, I would like this other one better. Exactly, so, exactly. What's your your dream role? My dream role, man. I love comedy. Like. 
growing up, like Friday was like my favorite, okay. one of my favorite movies, The Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to do like a, like a good like comedy role. Mm. I just watched like House Party again the other day, you know, something <laughs> yeah. like that. That's just classic. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a classic. And if they redid that, it'd be dope. Yeah, I would just like, you know, like to, I feel like Ballers is, is you know, a classic in its own. Mm-hmm. So I would like to just be part of something that's like you can just watch forever. Do, do you see yourself like branching out into other, like trying to play like a serious role? Yeah. Or like a mystery or a detective role, suspense, yeah. horror movie. Yeah, for sure. Like eventually, I want to do all that. At least mm-hmm. tackle it. I mean, right now, like it's stuff. You know, it scares you a little bit because you're like, damn. Like I don't. How, how you can't yeah. you try to see yourself do that stuff. <laughs> but I want to just do. You know, at least at least attempt to do it all, mm-hmm. and then you know see where it goes. Okay. You know, one role he did play. What's that? I heard you played the role of fortune teller. Fortune teller? Yes. So I saw an I interview. Heard this, I heard this too. Go you ahead. Heard this too. So yeah. apparently you did an interview. Wasn't sure yeah. if this was true or not, but we were going And to you find guaranteed it. that LeBron would win a championship with oh, the Lakers. Yeah. For sure. So the fortune, <laughs> the fortune teller role. Okay. For sure. I hope you you were acting we'll, correctly. We'll circle <laughs> back in June and we'll find <laughs> out if it's. You I'm, know. I'm a I'm a Laker fan, diehard. Like I've been, I'm from out here, so you know it's always been, you know, excellent since you know Kobe, Shaq. You know, we've we've had we've had some uh, some down years, but I'm just excited for LeBron, man, Danny, y'all here, and I know it, it's, it's 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 a task because I'm sure playing for the Lakers, man, it's such a historical place, and even coming to the West, like I think you know the East and the West, you know, I feel like I'm from the West, so I feel like the West is so competitive, mm-hmm. but just for LeBron and y'all to come over here and take on the task of like competing with all these teams out here, man, I, you know, it's amazing. It's been fun. I appreciate your support, obviously. I mean, it's, it's, man. it's dope to see. We're like we're fans of certain people, and we're fans of those people, and they're fans of us. It's crazy, yeah, how it like comes full circle, intertwines. Yeah, but yeah. um, it was great to get support from all these, you know, these, these stars and celebrities and and guys that we watch on TV. Like, yo, we wish obviously we wish we could do those things. They wish we could we would do what we do. Vice versa, um, yeah, it's crazy. But it's dope. So being a Lakers said the history, history you don't really um, get a full grasp of it till you walk into the building, you walk into the facility. You realize how much you mean, and you don't realize how big of a fan base it is until you become a Laker. Everywhere around the world, it's unbelievable. And every arena, we've heard, you know, Laker chants. It's crazy. It feels like a lot of home games a lot of times. Um, so it's a, it's a blessing, and it's very humbling. And it's been exciting. It's been fun. Hopefully, we hold that, keep making you look good as he's, a fortune he's teller. He's trying to play the role of fortune teller. We're trying you to, need to make do you look good as a fortune teller. Y'all got it. Y'all got it, man. Y'all got it. Ver, uh, Don, baby, thank you for coming here. I almost called you Vernon. That's, hey, how, that, that's how good you did, that's <laughs> how good you did the role. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I hope you st- stick with us here because we're going to go to our mailbag segment where we take questions from our fans and yeah. uh, give our answers. Uh, once again, inside dgreenroom at gmail.com if you want to contact us with your mailbag questions. With subscribe, read, rate, review. Yeah. Just not Don't yet, worry about yet. the not video. Yet. Okay. Yet. We'll do that later. Inside Green Room on Instagram. Yeah. Green Room Inside on Twitter. When you next time you get a co-star on your next movie, if TV you ever show, do, yeah. Make sure you pick one that doesn't interrupt oh. you when you speak. <laughs> see, see, you want to be the producer and not the actor. You know exactly. So this is why he is, he's having troubles being in that <laughs> that role. Get it? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, back to the mailbag. Um, you've been here for a while since you Dir- were eight. Director. Yes. And you've. You're just moving here, and mm-hmm. two guys on this set are single, and you're still entertaining his girlfriend. 
What's the best place in LA for a <laughs> for Man. a young single guy? You know, no, no, and and a guy who still has you still got to go on dates, I, I Danny. Know, I, yeah, we do. I, we've, yeah, but let's hear, let's hear these, <laughs> Yeah, these you better get this advice. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I mean, it just depends on the, it. Just depends on the situation. I like going places that's not like so out in the open. You know, some people like going to the, you know, the catches and the towels and um, Mr. Nice Guy and Delilah's. Those are all great places, but. Um, I like, you know, going like low key places. Like I like, I go to Soul House all the time. Mm. So that's kind of, you know, it's in the cut. Yeah. Um, and you know, we just get a chance to just, you know, talk and rap, rap and just get to know each other. Vibe out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like vibes. I love views. Um, okay. And yeah, good Spe- food. Speaking of views actually, Danny. So mm-hmm. I went on, a, uh, I went to the Griffiths Observatory. Oh yeah. This past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. For the hike or you just? No, I just went there for the views, Got as you. you mentioned, Got right? You. And so, <laughs> There was a guy who walked up to me, and I had to play an acting role, actually. Guy walked up to me, and he goes, hey, can you take a picture of me and my girlfriend and the girls with him? Right. And so I said, yeah, of course, I can take a picture. Yeah. So as she's walking away, he turns to me, he's like, hey, listen, I'm about to propose. Take a video instead. Ooh, I'm wow. like, oh, wow. wow. I'm not prepared for this <laughs> moment. You, know. you were a camera guy. Yeah, I turned into so the you... camera guy, uh, and man. I was scared. I was like, how do you know I'm not going to mess this up? You don't even <laughs> know who I am. <laughs> And so, like, I'm messing with the lit girl. I'm, I'm messing with them. I'm just like, uh, you want the flash on the on, on the picture? Do you want the flash? Right. It was an actual video. Right. Yeah, and so she said yes. That's dope. So cameraman, you went from actor man, to might, cameraman. Well, Next director, well direct, the wedding now. Direct, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> be director soon. I didn't get their name. It's unfortunate. Actor to cameraman, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, they didn't tag you. They should have no. tagged they you as a cameraman. But it was a dope moment. That's dope, yeah. man. Yeah. So Griffith Observatory has Congrats, turned into man. an idea. Congrats for what? I mean, you did good work. You yeah, helped, you was you part helped of the it. world, That's making true. the world a better I place. Made the world a better place. Yeah, okay. you're uh, you're catching love at at a, at the right time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> at a special at a special <laughs> view. A special yeah, a special view. view. <laughs> All right, Griffith Observatory. Take yeah. the take the lady friend, Danny. Yeah. Um, you being in acting, yes, best sir. movie during holiday season. Man, Bad Santa. Or <laughs> uh, Friday after next. <laughs> hey. What? What movie was this? The first one? Bad, Bad, Bad he doesn't, Santa. He doesn't watch movies. He's terrible. Oh, He's not man. good at. You never seen? But no, I don't know why I'm asking it. Like in that sense, that tone should change. Have you seen Bad Santa? No. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah. No, no, no. There's Billy, two of them. There's Billy Bob Thornton, man. It, it's two. You gotta Bad watch Santa. that tonight. It's, it's, I got it's very to. funny. It's hilarious. It's, it's a, very funny. It's good. Okay. It's a classic. It's a comedy. So. Is it like something you judge me if I haven't seen it? Mm, no. No. Okay. But mm. Friday, Fridays, oh, Friday, after, Friday, Friday after yeah. next, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Favorite it's a basketball show. Favorite right. basketball movie of all time. Man, um, he got game mm-hmm. and uh, and blue chips. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, See, obviously, you gotta have blue chips I, in there. What Danny likes to do a lot, he cheats. <laughs> I ask him one question. Right. And he gives me three answers. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. allow you to get away with it. I don't one? have a Can favorite. I, pick one? I don't have yeah. a favorite or anything. Yeah, okay. It's not my fault. I can't tell. Yeah, I like I like to give people three because you know. He but, I, have but, I, but I'll say. Thank uh, you. I say he got game. I don't have a favorite or anything, and I can't pick one thing and say it's better than everything else because there's so many there's so many options. It's tough. So yeah. Then you have any other questions? <laughs> No, nah, man, I'm thinking I'm good, man. I mean, we'll, we'll circle <laughs> back around. Back I said, in June, we'll circle back. I'll help the fortune teller thing. Yeah. And then I'll have some more questions. I said, I'm looking forward to catching up on 
the newest seasons of ballers and then see your newest roles. Yes, sir. We wish you the best in everything you do, man. Man, you too, You're man. great, Thank humble, you know what I'm saying? Young man is, is doing well for himself. Before we go, up. before we go. Yes. Our friend is going through, he just went through free agency. Yes, sir. Okay. Donovan's going through free agency. Okay, man. I wish him the best. I mean, it's going to be, enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. the process, man. Take it. Positive strides, positive thinking. Like I said, it's all mental. I mean, you, you, you know how it is in, in your field. Man, but, appreciate um, that. It's a blessing to be in the position you're in. Yeah. And just enjoy the process. Yeah. Hey, when you put, I guess when you put down good work like you did last year with the decent, Raptors. Yeah, decent work. Free agency could be frustrating, but when you do something good, you know the benefits are coming on the back end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It helps out. Every little thing matters. There you go. Yeah. I like that. I think Reed. we almost had a perfect show. Read, rate, subscribe, review. And then we did it. <laughs> That's perfect. I said it without stuttering and everything. Subscribe, rate, review inside the green room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford, Donovan Carter from the Ballers on the show. Also a fortune teller. Go Lakers. See you guys next time.